Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on a cloudy, or at least it is uh, where I am, a cloudy summer morning. It's a great day to talk some politics over that mythical, it's not mythical for me, but maybe for some of you it is, that mythical cup of coffee. After all, the name of this show is Political Coffee, and I am your host, the erstwhile former state representative, Jeff Krupp, which means nothing (laughs) in the context of what's really important in our lives. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am and jeff at kslm.news. Now, lots, uh, and by the way, thanks, Curtis. Uh, Curtis sends me a uh, great Stories that I don't always get a chance to see. You know, during the day, I carry one of these little um, mini computers in my pocket or on my hip, the way you do. They're called smartphones. And it is uh, is pretty amazing that, well, what these things are capable of. I'll tell you that when they don't quite work right, And yesterday, as I was finishing, yesterday was my last day of um, harvest. I completed. Thank you, good Lord, uh, for the help (laughs) in getting my harvest done as a fifth-generation Oregon farmer. Anyway, you know, I'm I'm out harvesting, and I just am having – people are texting me stories, which I appreciate, that I should read this, I should read that, and and – the problem is when you, you know, when that little computer on your hip or in your pocket, just even in so-called 5G territory doesn't have a good signal because you're, you're behind trees or whatever, like I was yesterday. It's very frustrating to be able to or not able to read the stories that people think are of interest and that I should know about. And I appreciate it. Now, look at that. The live golfers just filed an antitrust lawsuit against the PGA Tour. Well, that's interesting. You know, I, I just just as a side note here before I, I continue, you know, competition's usually a good thing, isn't it? I mean, it forces everybody to be sharper. I mean, this is why I've long believed we needed competition in areas of bon- monopoly in government, like education, for instance. Competition in the private sector is always good. It means that you and I generally have an opportunity to get better price, better service, 
because people are competing for each other or against each other, rather. Businesses are for your business, for your attention. That's all good. But should we have competition with cops? Should we have competition with firefighters? Should we have competition with the military? I mean, it's kind of a, a side note, but I, I just have to say that I appreciate so much that when those of you who like this story is in the Statesman Journal, proposed Salem Kaiser School District concealed carry ban would impact campus visitors. Yup. That's exactly right. Just like it does anybody who is carrying a legally a weapon in a place that is because Christine Drazen got bought off and refused to walk out and negotiate her way back in. We got Senate Bill 554. Thank you, Christine. Which says, even if you're on adjacent property, like a street that is adjacent to any building or the property of any government entity, like a school district, and they've banned guns, you now cannot carry that weapon legally. Can't drive into the Portland airport. On that public road with a gun in your car, legally. Yeah, it's going to impact. Thank you, Curtis. I appreciate you sending it to me. Thank you. By the way, Ron DeSantis's uh, team is hinting at some big, they're just teasing, it's some big announcement. Oh, like maybe he's going to run for president? Now, I have to tell you, elections matter. Maricopa County, Arizona, (laughs) yesterday announced they'd updated their results of their voting. Ostensibly, this is the Republican-controlled county commission, which they're not. They're part of the McCain mafia. Anyway, they say, hey, we've updated. And then they send you the results page that hasn't been updated for almost a full day. Uh, Now. Kelly Ward is the Arizona Republican Party chairperson. Dr. Kelly Ward, a physician. She's serving the uh, Arizona legislature. Now, when I was down there lobbying in 2016, 2017, she was out of the legislature at that time. She was on with Steve Bannon in the war room yesterday, and, and she called Carrie Lake's win an exorcism of John McCain from our state and from our country. Now, maybe that's a little extreme. As much as I disagree with John McCain, many of his votes, 
What he did with Obamacare is despicable. Said he would vote against it, turned around and voted for it. So, but yet, you know, he still remains an American hero. And the sacrifice that he, he could have come home. Being an admiral's son when he was shot down over North Vietnam in the Vietnam War, he could have come home. He was offered that opportunity. He chose not to. He was tortured viciously. His arms were broken numerous times. In his lifetime, because of his injuries as a prisoner of war, he could not raise his arms above his shoulders. I honor that in his life, and I wish Trump had been kinder to him and not so vicious in his own. As much as I admire and love Donald Trump and want him to be president of this country again, I also wish that he had been kinder and gentler and recognized the sacrifice of a man who was willing to give his life for this country. That's a powerful thing, folks. It really is. So I think Kelly Ward's a little extreme in what she said, the exorcism of John McCain from our state and our from our country. To me, that just recognizes, or it doesn't recognize this man's impact in even good things. And you have to look at it that way. You really do. That is a gateway pundit story, by the way. By the way, apparently, in-person voters in Maricopa County, by the way, on Election Day, apparently 80% of in-person voters in Maricopa County on Election Day voted Republican. And only 23.4% voted Democrat. Now, that's in-person voting on Election Day. Now, this shouldn't surprise anybody. It's the same reason that a lot of us, you and I, hold our ballots to the, late, to the latest time, which I, I used to do. I don't anymore because of the resources it, it takes away from campaigns that need to be that are needlessly calling you or knocking on your door to turn in your ballot. I prefer that you vote early, not often, but early, and you go put that ballot in the county ballot drop box at the county clerk's office. That way it can't be intercepted which happens, by the way. 2,000 mules showed how ballot box stuffing goes. Uh, anyway, lots to talk about today. But, the, you know, elections are critical. We've got one coming up. Betsy Johnson is going to be tonight in Portland at a meeting that I am co-hosting. We're going to hear from her about why. And this is primarily a conservative Republican meeting in the Portland metro area at the Portland airport Shiloh Inn at seven o'clock tonight. She's going to be there. I'm going to be there. We're going to see how Republicans respond to Betsy Johnson. 
know, there's an issue that is made up. And it's in, and uh, Art, hang on, I'll, I'll get to you on the other side of the break because I need to get this out there. There's a hit piece in the Oregonian on Betsy Johnson. Here's the headline. Oregon candidates for governor. How would you respond if su your supporters displayed Confederate flags at events? You see, apparently a guy showed up at a Betsy Johnson campaign event in St. Helens. One guy wearing a T-shirt that had the Confederate flag on it. And now all of a sudden, an OPB reporter blows it into this big story. Supposedly, I mean, it's front page of the Oregonian. So they ask everybody. Well, Betsy, being who Betsy is, says, I'd say the Confederate flag is a symbol of treason against the United States. It was. Which protects the very freedom of speech flaunted so brazenly by those demonstrating their ignorance and racism. Displaying that flag is nothing less than provocative bigotry, bigotry she writes. Confederate flag and its view represents are the opposite of what our campaign is about as we seek to bring the state together past the extremism that dominates politics today. Now the straight talks. And she gets into the Oregonian's question grants a false premise. Yep. So now it becomes the question of the day. Because one guy showed it up at a campaign event. That's <laughs> a t-shirt. Oh, it's just going to get more interesting. Folks, back in a moment. We'll take your phone calls. 620. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. All righty, we are back. Great to have you with us. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. Emails always to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one I got. I'm rich. Definition of a liberal. Jeff, I just thought you needed some humor. Definition of a liberal. A liberal is a man too broad-minded to take his own side in a quarrel. <laughs> Who said that? Some guy named Robert Frost. By the way, Dale sent me the um, response from Betsy's campaign by a gal I gotten to know a little bit, Jennifer, the question he submitted to their website a couple of weeks ago. And they thank you for that. And she responds, she responds, first of all, to Dale submitting his signature to get Betsy on the ballot. And you, we have until the 15th of August to do that. You can go to runbetsyrun.com, print off petition that says you want Betsy on the ballot. And Dale made a small donation. Betsy's thoughts on gun laws. 
you can go to runbetsyrun.com and you can click on issues like gun safety and the Second Amendment. It's pretty clear. She's not backing away from her support for the Second Amendment. Dale, thanks for keeping up the pressure. I do appreciate it. Friends, I also appreciate Freedom Heating and Air, which has, you're going to need them this weekend because it's going to get hot again, mid-90s, high-90s. You know, why don't you just give them a call? If, if you know, because you, you suffered through those, if you suffered through those 100-degree days, just call them. 503-580-1456. They'll get out to your home right away or your business. They'll fix what's wrong, what ain't working right. To use improper English, what ain't working right. 503-580-1456 or check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Nice and cool this morning. Climate change. <laughs> Anyways, um, I listened to a gentleman last night who is a sheriff up in Washington. And he is a member of the Constitutional Sheriff's Association. Um, and I found what he said very interesting. But uh, the simple fact of the matter is that our sheriff has great power, and I know we've talked about this before, uh-huh. uh, and uh, can actually declare something unconstitutional and that they will not support uh, things like the Second Amendment uh, laws that uh, are against the Constitution. And so I'm thinking, Jeff, we need to be getting more involved with our sheriffs to, number one, make sure that they do their job under the Constitution, and, and that is to make sure that the Constitution is uh, followed uh, and declare here in Marion County uh, that these gun laws that they're trying to force down our dang throats uh, will not be enforced because they are unconstitutional. Well, you're, you know, you're spot on. Uh, and the fruit of what you're talking about is exactly what's happening down in Yuma, Arizona. As the sheriff down there, based on 2,000 mules and other video evidence presented to him in the last election has initiated these investigations and the county DA has initiated prosecutions. Two people have pled guilty to ballot bo- illegal ballot box stuffing in Arizona. And it's only be- and there's 16 more active investigations only because a constitutional sheriff like you've just noted is taking the bull by the horns. And, and this is one of the ways that we can and I think your suggestion is the right one. We need to be actively involved with the sheriffs. Now, I will tell you this, Art, that the sheriffs are not going to step on the toes of the chief of police. 
in a city like Salem. They're just not going to do it. But in all the other outlying areas, and even though the sheriff has this constitutional authority and he has a higher constitutional authority than a chief of police or a mayor of a city or a city council, he can determine and choose to enforce or not any federal law or in any state law if he determines, as the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled, that he is the highest mm-hmm. law enforcement officer in the United States in his county. Thank you, well, Art. What a it, great point. Hey, I just Jeff, wanna... can I make one more quick comment? Yeah, quickly. Okay, well, the chief of police also agrees to abide by the Constitution of the United States uh, and therefore constructively point, not stepping on their toes, but pointing out to the sheriff, I mean the police, the chief of police, that he too is obligated, as the sheriff is, to abide by the Constitution. So you can do it constructively. The problem is with chiefs of police is they're hired by city councils and mayors and can get fired with them. A sheriff is an elected person. Very. You're right. They have to abide by the Constitution, but they'll make it and twist it any way they want. Seth. All right, Jeff. Art, thanks. Great Ronnie, day, hang buddy. on. I'll get to you on the other side of the break here. Back in a moment. It's 630. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-four minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us today, friends. We want to go right back to the phone. Ron, thanks for uh, hanging on. I appreciate it. It's on uh, your mind about our topics today. Well, I think, uh, you know, what I should do is do a blazing saddest moment at the Capitol. Get me an effigy of somebody, put up, get me get me a noose, and um, call that artwork. You know, I'm doing artwork. <laughs> put a Confederate flag on the teddy bear or effigy of a politician and, and say that's artwork. Isn't that freedom of speech? Yeah, <laughs> sure it is. Right. I figured, you know, hey, we might as well have a blazing silence moment. What, what's up? But uh, in reality, uh, I want to, first of all, I want to congratulate Mark Fetchum for getting a nomination for the Secretary of State down there in Arizona. Yep. Very critical. Very, very critical. Yes. And in fact, it's interesting, Ronnie, that literally every one of the tr- the statewide Trump-backed candidates won. Although Maricopa County is still counting. Oh, yes. They got to keep counting until the cows come home. But what's unique is, is that their Republican Party has was very, in June, they uh, was in genuine on how they monitored things down there. You had various people, whether it's Maricopa, Pima, or even down there in the Colorado River Valley area that uh, they had volunteers would watch and monitor 
uh, they go to the ballot boxes if they was around town, and they would have these little set up little outdoor chair parties. You know what I'm saying? But the party worked together from each congressional district, which they have nine. And, you know, I keep scratching my head like Columbo, and I, I just want to say, ask somebody one more question. How come my congressional district doesn't respond? I've been in a party for six years. Been a lifelong since I was 18. That'd be 37 years as a Republican. And yet, my congressional district, when there was a fifth congressional district, was silent, and you don't hear nothing. But, you know, I digress. But other than that, uh, I hope that the, uh, the, 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 introduction by the person goes well and i'd like to know when the next debate between the three candidates because uh i was not happy with the last debate with my nominee and I'm, i was asking for a lion and all i seen was a little fiver with the voice traveling out west on a wagon train tucking her tail between her legs and uh sort of being quiet and i mean you know maybe throw rocks at, at one candidate or the other, but nevertheless, uh, I'm still, like I said, I'm, a, I'm still, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but nevertheless, uh, but that's my personal decision as an individual. Yeah, it, it, it is, but, but Ronnie, what, what is it? I'm just curious. Um, what is it that you want to hear from any one of those candidates that would help you make up your mind and decide who to support? Number one, let's start with uh, cleaning up, the, making the federal government clean up the dead trees so that way we would have these mass conflagrations in my state. Two, what about Oregon first jobs policies and repeal the cat tax? Three, Let's talk about cleaning up and stop having cities like Salem and everybody else, the taxpayers, their property tax being paid to clean up these homeless, which 80% of them is not even from our state. They come up here for the three, the free welfare, the free health care, the free Narcan if they overdose at $900 of treatment. And number four, all of it relates together to the criminal activity that's going on in this state, the human trafficking that's being funded, not just by the cartels, but by China. And they don't want to talk about that in the main media. I think that's shocking. Or even my candidates. It's insulting, okay. dishonorable. We might be in South Africa. That's what I'd like to see. Okay. Fair enough, Ronnie. Thank I you appreciate more. your honesty with that. Thanks for hanging on through the bottom of the hour break. I do appreciate it. And before, Thank and I'm going to let bro. you go. Bef so before I go to Jess, let me just. Again, welcome a new advertiser to the show. That's My Power Honda. It's Power Honda. You can go to mypowerhonda.com. Thank you guys for, you know, the, the talk line here that you just heard Ronnie on in a moment. We're going to hear Jess is sponsored by Power Buick GMC. And this is one of the Power Auto Group uh, companies and that's Power Honda. And they've decided that they not only want to advertise on KSLM, but on this radio show. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you very much. So go check out their website at mypowerhonda.com. And by the way, if you do want to see where Betsy Johnson is going to be, uh, you just go to her website, runbetsyrun.com, and you can just check out events near you. 
She has one coming, by the way, shortly in Lebanon, one of the great cities that I was honored to represent in the eight years I served in the Oregon House of Representatives, along with Betsy, by the way. In Lebanon, uh, it's Beers with Betsy. And it is at uh, the Growler Cafe in Lebanon, Oregon. And that's going to be Monday night at 5.30 p.m. I'm going to be there. If you're anywhere in the broadcast area and you want to have a chance to ask Betsy questions, talk with her about things like, oh, this made-up controversy that's in the Oregonian. A guy shows up at one of her rallies wearing a T-shirt with a Confederate flag. Here's what she said about that, and I'll ask Jess about it. I haven't seen people, Betsy says, waving Confederate flags anywhere on the campaign trail. One OPB reporter wrote about a guy in a T-shirt at one of my signature gathering events. Some guy wearing a T-shirt in a crowd of hundreds isn't a movement. It's an outlier. It's a lazy journalist stirring up controversy seized on by those who want to discredit our people-centered campaign. Trying to create a controversy, she says, where there isn't one was exactly what I was responding to when Tina started all this with her original internet post. Now the Oregonian is choosing shallow muckraking over responsible coverage. It may drive clicks, but it doesn't help bring a divided state together. Hey, Jess, what do you think about that? Much ado about nothing? Much ado about nothing. How can she control who shows up at her rally? And uh, to try to magnify that to portend that it is a reflection of, of who she's attracting per se. So whatever. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I, so what, what do you to... think would happen? What do you think the Oregonian <clears throat> would do if a bunch of proud boys show up at a Tina Kotek rally waving Confederate flags? What do you, would they probably, write about that? Would it be controversial? Probably, probably, but they would probably cast it in the light that they're there for thuggery, blah, blah, blah. Just use yeah, your imagination. So anyways, uh, two points I want to hit. Number yeah. one, I want to yeah. recall back to the beaver, Jerry, I believe. I agree yeah. with him 100%. How could you possibly compromise on this issue? And that's what I hear, a lot of compromising from Christians who would, to my face, tell me, well, you don't agree with the power of faith. You do not believe that God's going to protect your backside here. And so, therefore, in our own wisdom, we're going to compromise and take the lesser of, of two or three evils. And so, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty bush, pretty lame uh, for Christians to compromise in such a way. The other thing is in reference to art today, and I agree with him. The county sheriff does have the authority. I hear what you're saying. He's not going to step on the toes of the, uh, the local police chief because, and so all of it's lame. So on one hand, you know, I've always said, you know, you guys talk about two roads defund the police or support the police 100%. Now, I take the third road, as I've explained before, and I'm doing it again. I want a police officer, I don't care if it's a county or a state or a city, to follow their oath to the Constitution. If they do not have the spine to do that, get out of the chair and let somebody who will do that. Or better yet, go arrest the conspirers or the conspiracy fools that are trying to commit terrorism against us domestically, threatening us with bodily harm, loss of property, if we don't change our political minds. 
obviously that the police, a vast majority of them, are too cowardly to stand up to their oath and their superiors for telling them to do unlawful activities. So how could I support that? The county sheriff would only, what, enforce his his authority in 35% of his territory because he doesn't want to step on somebody else's toes, but he'll bust my chops? Will a cop rip? There's no way 114 can stand if police officers would not enforce it from top to bottom. Well, you're right. But it will because the police officers will because they don't care about their oath. And so that makes them nothing more than policy enforcers, hence the word well, police. But, but you know that many of those police officers are being targeted by the news media and the left because they do care about their oath. That's why so some what if of they're them being targeted? I'm out on the battlefield. A whole lot of people are shooting at me. Do you think I'm going to go home? No, I'm going to whoop them and go down fighting if I don't. But that's the deal between me and them. Do they have honor or don't they have honor? And why should I fund somebody who has no honor and wouldn't hesitate to pull terrorism against me and my family? I'm not going to vote for a pro-abortionist. I don't care if she's offering me $10 million. And it would help me out in so many different ways. But guess what? Since I trust God, it's all his. He's going to figure out what's going on. I'm going to maintain my standards, his standards, and that's all there is to it. And let the chips fall where they may. And I got no problem with being dead on the, on the battlefield, per se, so to speak, in reference to that at all, because that's my duty. And if that's my lot to go down in that way at that time, then, then I do. But I hope the next person behind me who is trying to fight just as hard will continue the fight and win the day. I may not be that. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. I've got a great email from a state employee who shall never be named about, um, well, what some folks in state government are talking about in relation to a potential Tina Kotek governorship. And it ain't good, folks. But what is good is your opportunity to hire a contractor that you can trust, and that's Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. You can check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com. You know, we talk about a lot of really important things, and yet the reason that we can talk is because there is a constitution that guarantees the right for us to express what we think, what Jess just talked about. And because... There are people, our Constitution guarantees, in essence, that you can choose to be somebody like Eric Azer, start a business, advertise on a radio show like this, on a radio station like this, freely. And he does that. He supports what we support. That is the concept of liberty, the Constitution, that guarantees us life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. 
He believes that. And he lives it in how he treats you, his customer. He focuses on quality, especially when he's doing work in important sensitive areas in your home, like that kitchen remodel or like that bathroom remodel. So check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com, and you can see it for yourself. You don't have to take my word for it. Go back about five weeks ago, I think it was, on a Monday, and listen to the interview with him that we did on the show. And you'll figure it out in a hurry. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Uh, Let me go to Rich. Rich, uh, welcome. Your thoughts today. Morning. It seems like this Confederate flag is in the wrong place. That's something that they'd normally have at the Democrat Party, as well as having Antifa and BLM. So I'm not too sure how the newsmen can <laughs> worry about someone just wandering around in a different place. I would think the guy with the Confederate flag was thinking he was going to a Kotech rally. <laughs> well, you know, the uh, Democrat Party is the party of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, yeah, and Antifa and BLM. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So uh, the other gentleman's on is very passionate, and he brings up a lot of good points. And I'm not too sure where we're going, but we're going somewhere. (laughs) Now, now wait a second. You're starting to sound like Kamala Harris. Well, we got so much confusion going on and frustration and stuff that we're going somewhere. You know, I'd like to see no more masks. I'd like to see common sense and reality out of a governor that looks at things and rather than takes it and runs just for the power to destroy uh, small business and stuff like that. I'd like to see Antifa and BLM. Uh, put on the terrorist list. I'd like to have them people go and uh, try and find out who pays for them and go after them for some of the financial problems in Portland due to uh, them backing Antifa and BLM. That is a great thought, and it is long overdue. Rich, thank you. 503-589-1220 is a power Buick GMC talk line. Gail and Glenn, I'm going to get to you in a moment here. This email from a state employee so I was talking to a friend who used to be a lobbyist at State House about the gubernatorial election. He knows Tina Kotek and Betsy Johnson well. He likes Betsy, but said Tina Kotek will win because of the Democrat machine and that other votes will be desi- dis- divided between Johnson and Drazen. He said, you better watch out for Tina Kotek because she believes the rest of the state should look like Portland and will do all she can to make that happen. The policies and ideas will focus on the downtrodden of society, not on the needs of the majority of Oregonians. She hates the police. She really does not care about how people are affected by her policies. She has an agenda and will do anything to achieve it, even if many Oregonians are hurt along the way. That's why the constitutional sheriff's issue that Art brought up is so important you got to live in a county that has a constitutional sheriff who's willing to stand up for you. Let's go to Gail. Gail, good morning. Great to hear your voice. It's been a while. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Jeff. I'm not sure you're going to want to hear from me this morning. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I, yeah, I really um, agree with your heated caller who says he, who, who says he couldn't vote for somebody um, who wasn't pro-life. 
um, anyway, I just wanted to say, you know, we're trying to figure out which of these compromised persons to vote for when, when the system has not been fixed. And you know the saying, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome, what is that? That's insanity. Yeah, but that's Jeff, uh, Einstein's definition of it. So so you're going to have to make a decision. I mean, there's only one. You know, The life issue is profoundly important. It's really everything. It is. Let, let, me, let me just say one more thing, Jeff. You know, I don't want anybody, and nobody is going to be able to look at my voting record, you know, and 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 see that I voted for somebody who I knew was pro-abortion, literally pro-abortion, and and possibly even making abortion more available to people. I don't I don't know that for a fact. I shouldn't even say that. But anyway, go ahead. I interrupted you. Well, actually, I got to let you go because I got to move to Glenn. Thank you, Gail. Sure. I appreciate your viewpoint on that. By the way, just quickly before I go to Glenn, I want to remind you all, Rebecca Donaldson is a real estate broker who's on top of her game. And that means good things for you if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. So why don't you give her a call? 503-269-0747, 269-0747. When I mean top of her game, she won best of the Willamette Valley. You don't do that unless you are top of your game. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Let's go to Glenn. Glenn, you got about a minute and a half. Go. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I'm wondering if you're going to see, but, um, if you're going to see her tomorrow or tonight, is it? I'm going to see her tonight, yes. Do you know who the liaison works between the Capitol building and Intel is? This whole issue of the noble gas is becoming very serious because uh, it, the two, two areas where it comes from, of course, is uh, Ukraine, uh, Russia, and China. That's where it all comes from. Now, the, and as a matter of fact, you're referring to is what is used in the making of chips, correct? That is correct. And Intel is the largest employer of Oregon. And the reason, the reason uh, a lot of people, especially uh, our leader, Pelosi, is in Korea. And also, if you remember, the president went to Korea. They're looking for noble gases. Because they know without chips, they can't control us. It's it's very serious at this point, because now, look, they're flying, they flew 10 missiles over Taiwan. And if they cut off, and they're going to cut off the noble gases, not only to Taiwan, but to America from China, because that was the last source, because everything's tied up in, in Russia and, and the, the port. Taiwan issues going to heat up. Uh, thank you, Glenn. See you tomorrow, folks. 